Well, hello and welcome to the Waffle Free Storytelling Guest Week. Today I'm talking to Jason Green, who is a writer, producer, movie maker, all-in-all crazy guy with uh, Fable Forest Films. You'll remember we spoke to Adrian a few weeks ago, so this is the other half of that completely cracking team. So, um, I tell you what, there was a different beginning to this interview and I've moved that to the end so that you can hear what really happened at the start of this interview. Oh, goodness. Hey, kick back, enjoy Jason Green, Rock and Waffle Free. Here you go. First off, uh, I love I love your work ethic, uh, you know, and I think that um, because... Adrian was like, you got to check out Tina's show. And I was like, yeah, I will. I will for sure. And then I kind of subscribed and then I put it on the back burner like I do with most things. And then uh, when I listened to the first one, I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, first of all, can we swear in this podcast? Hell yeah, why not? It's adults. Well, I I very specifically said shoot. But anyways, um, I listened to it. I was like, oh. This and and I think by the time I listened to the first episode of yours, you maybe had like eight or seven, or it had been going for a while. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, and, and nobody writes like this anymore. I was, I really, I mean, I'm sure people do, I, yeah. you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that people do, but I never hear anything which is like lighthearted and with a little bit of a message. And, and I was like, oh, I, I think that that these are fables and um you know i remember um what's the guy like aesop or something like that is mm-hmm. that is that yeah, right okay fables. yeah so uh i was like oh these remind me of those like the the scorpion and the turtle or whatever yeah. <clears throat> and uh i joked with adrian because uh you're i mean i'm sure you had your brother on and uh mm-hmm we have a little film company called fable forest films and i said that uh you actually write fables and we do not so i thought that was pretty funny um we do not write fables really um not at all so i don't know we probably need a name change at this point but (laughs) you uh i really liked listening to them and uh, i think i think maybe i listened to two and some time passed and then I went for a long drive and I listened to like 10 or 11 in a row. It was amazing. Cool. So I, I really, I really like them. I, I'm caught up with everything. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, but the okay. one thing, the one thing that I really like is uh, you also do the work. Um, like, you know, you go on your Facebook page and you're like, oh, uh, here's one from three weeks ago, you know, or here's like information about writing or being creative or you know, uh. storytelling or whatever. And all this like social stuff that you're building is very cool because uh, for, for Adrian and I, like we try also, we try to do the, try mm-hmm. to keep people engaged. And so we know how hard it is. So uh, watching you do it, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of how much effort goes into keeping that moving so it's pretty cool yes now for your audience uh, someday you're gonna get a youtube channel you're gonna start posting these videos what are you sitting on you're are you on a ball no I'm are, not you, are you sitting up. on a ball oh, you're standing <laughs> up i was like i was like you're moving back and forth i'm like are you I'm sitting sorry. on one of those those balls <laughs> those exercise balls that go around or what, what's happening no, not gonna Amazing. stand up oh. this <laughs> oh my god no. okay so, no 
YouTube's rocking. Amazing. YouTube, I'm looking forward to. This is why <laughs> you say, is this going to be audio only? It's like, mm-hmm, dude, I don't know. Because I got the well, YouTube that's... channel set up. And then yeah. I think since I have the recording, I might yeah. at some point put it you on YouTube. You should 100% do it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, it is. Because so, when you're telling so, a story, it's sometimes a face-to-face thing is what you have to have. And that's what YouTube yeah. is going to do. Yeah. But now, how did but, you get uh, into yours? Tell me a little, tell, tell me about the ones you wrote this week. Uh, well, this is tough. Um, I, I don't really have a method, uh, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I, yeah, this is a tough one. The two that I wrote this week, uh, one was called Oldest Man's Final Act. And, um, you know, I, I had this, I had this idea. So a lot, a lot of my stuff uh, either comes to me in dreams, um, or, um, in the shower. That's another big, big one. Uh, I get a lot have a of whiteboard in the shower. In the shower. No, I you should gotta get a but, whiteboard. Uh, in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I remember almost all my dreams. So that's, wow. uh, and I have always, so that's been kind of a little bit of a, it's been cool for me i that guess um i also remember my nightmares so that's uh you know not quite as good sometimes yeah. but a lot of my stories kind of come from that you know from the scary or the weird or whatever mm-hmm. um and uh but um the oldest man's final act i actually i was listening to a joe rogan podcast and uh, do you know joe rogan i don't uh uh-uh. what's he about okay he is uh he's a great dude he is like a manly man um, yeah. He owns part of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, you know that kind of UFC sort of uh, thing. He's like a commentator. He's a comedian. If you get, if you have Netflix, you can probably find his comedy on Netflix. Um, and he was honestly one of the first people to uh, get into podcasting. Period. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was funny, and he started doing what he calls long form discussions. So all of his podcasts are like anywhere between two to three hours long. And as he grew in fame, he would bring on all kinds of interesting people. So he would have comedians, he would have fighters, he would have politicians, he would have scientists, he would have all, all health nuts, all kinds of people. And really, when you listen to his podcast, I, I kind of, uh, yeah, a friend of mine said he's, uh, the, he's the man's Oprah, right? <laughs> nice. He's like, but, but you know, Oprah like sometimes... A group of guys, you know, but like even my wife will listen to him and she will also enjoy listening, but he's more, you know, Um, but anyway, so I was listening to a show of his and he was talking about how there was some really cool technology that had come out. Oh, he's had Elon Musk on a couple of times. So just a, a good guy. Anyways, some technology had come out and they were repairing um burnt tissue with some sort of stem cell spray so it was something like if you brought in a person who had like fourth degree burns or third degree burns or i'm sorry i'm not i don't know the technology but or the terms they would spray this stuff on and it was made with stem cells mm-hmm. and it would literally heal the person to the point where they almost would have no damaged skin if they got to him fast enough and then they were saying how they were using the stem cell for all kinds of different research and of course there's a lot of um controversy with stem cell stuff and i know Mm -hmm. there's controversy with all kinds of you know um 
DNA sequencing or cloning or all kinds of stuff like that. But there's people doing things in the scientific community to try to make us live forever. I think is really the, you know, um, uh, you know, you, you're cloning uh, new livers for people or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you're growing them in vats or, you know, he, he's had a couple people on that have talked about like, um, uh, if you could grow your own meat and it was actually meat and it tasted exactly like meat, would oh, you yeah. then, thing, would you real. eat that instead of a cow, right? Or whatever. Yeah. So, so anyways, what happened to me was I was listening to this podcast and I was really enjoying it. And they were talking about this skin uh, and I can't remember what it was called, but then I was thinking, huh, if you could, oh, oh. And the other neat thing about the skin was that uh, when it grafted on the person, um it attached to their senses and they could feel so what they were saying was they actually have used this same stuff the skin with the stem cells to go over top of a prosthetic limb and the person has a prosthetic limb and they can feel their own skin wow so it's it's so anyways it's it's i'm gonna put them in the show notes Totally. It sparked my imagination. If I can find the exact one, I will, I will get it for you. the exact one. That'd be great. I, I will try. So it's a roundabout way of saying I'm driving in the car and I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, well, if you could ha- have your arm replaced with a, a, a technically a robotic arm. And you hear these days that they're, they're talking about neural nets and, uh, you know, you can control uh, your prosthetic limb and now you can get skin on it that you can actually feel. I was like, why not have a 15 foot long arm yeah. <laughs> that's fully robotic yep. and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And then I started to extrapolate from there and I was like, huh, you know, we're really getting into, a place close getting close to a place i actually asked my wife today actually if we ever got to a point where you could put your brain in a robotic body would you do it and she said no absolutely not like just i don't believe in it i won't do it i said okay understood i said if you lost an arm would you get it replaced with one of those plastic arms or would if they said hey there's an arm that we can put on your body that has mechanics inside and there's a way for you to wear a bluetooth helmet and you can actually move it and by the way we can put this cool skin on so you can actually feel again would you wear that and she said yes i said okay if your heart was failing would you let them put a plastic fake heart in your body and live and she said yes i said okay how many parts are you willing to replace before you're a robot with a human brain? Right. And she, she just laughed and she said, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. And I feel like we're moving to this place, maybe not in five years, but maybe in 10 where we can live forever. Mm -hmm. And um, so my thought with the old man's final act was that we're at this place where you can put your brain, you can upload your brain and Elon Musk, he's talking about this very thing, being able to take a backup of your brain just in case, mm. just in case of what, right? Like, what are you going to put your brain into? So, yeah. um, so I, I, my story was we're there. We've been there for a long time. You can upload your brain into anything, really a cow, a dump truck. Oh, the story that I originally wrote 
uh, I actually got into talking about sports where mm -hmm. they had like a bull fighting a, a fighting a bulldozer um, with human brains with inside human of brains, each. Human brains, those are them. Like yeah. no. and, okay, uh, hey, write that one as well. Yeah. So, um, and then, and but then I thought, okay, well, um, if you're a robot, and, and this was kind of where I was going with the with the whole Joe Rogan thing. I said, if I, if you're a robot, um, then you never have to die. So, what if you're tired? What if you don't want to live anymore? Um, then you would have like a turning off ceremony instead of a funeral, yeah. right? And you would actually be at your own funeral and you would be like, okay, chat with all my sure. friends and I'm done and it's time to turn me off. And uh, so this story was uh, about a man who, um, because of some sort of genetic defect, he was never able to become a robot like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so he becomes old and his mother has decided to have her own funeral and she's like a 25 year old hot robot. Um, and she's like, you know, going through the whole rigmarole. And um, the idea actually is for uh, spoiler alert, a romantic comedy yeah. uh, film that I want to write. If you think about like um, sleepless in Seattle or yes. uh, you've got mail, yeah. it's about at the end of the story, you'll see, I mean, people maybe listen to it. The the guy who fell in love with the robot, he goes off to work, and then the matchmaker kind of sends her body that is not her anymore to the same town. She gets a new brain, yeah. and then he starts seeing her on the street, and he starts to woo her, and then uh, she, they fall in love, and then she finds out that she used to be his wife and he's just trying to rekindle this thing. And so she gets angry and of course they break up and then they get back together. And this is, it's, it's, it's literally a romantic comedy with robots is kind that of what I. <laughs> going to be amazing. Is that going to be a Fable Forest film? It, well, I mean, we're going to write, I'm going to write it. Yeah. And then whether we, we're not really, we're really not in a place to be making robot movies, uh, but we will sell a robot movie. You will. You and let someone it. else make it, and we will stamp our name on it somewhere. But yes. Fantastic. So, oh, that, so we that can actually that say one. it started here. Dun, 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 mm -hmm. dun. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So uh, that was that one. And um, the Welcome Matt one, I don't know. I was touching I, that. Totally got me in my soul. Loved that. Oh, story. wonderful! That's wonderful. And that was that was actually the one I wanted to write for yeah. this, mm. and I just hated it so much that I had to record my other one, which I liked, because every time I tried to write it, I was like, "It's so dumb," and I just kept reworking <laughs> it and reworking it a little bit more, and then I was like, "Oh, I should add a puppy." Uh, they, would, they would definitely have a puppy. I don't know what what else would they have done in their life. I don't know. I don't types types and things. And but um, but I I uh, one of you know I had a couple like um, favorite authors growing up, mm -hmm. and one of them was uh, Piers Anthony. I don't know if you know who that is. No, um, damn, I'm getting an education here. I'm putting him in the show notes too. Well, he's like a he's like a North American guy, I guess. But he he wrote a couple of my favorites. Well, he wrote Total Recall. Uh, the movie that had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, if you remember that. But he wrote this huge, huge, huge series called uh, Xanth, like X-A-N-T-H. And it was a world beside Earth um, or attached to Earth that was full of magical people. And at, like in my early teens, this was so much fun. And uh, 
and then he wrote another series called the incarnations of immortality so the the role of the grim reaper or death was like a job and time and mother nature these are all jobs and you as you go through the book of death as an example you would find out how he gets replaced you know and that's and then they all interweave well that one's called on a pale horse is the name of that one um yeah so but the kind of the the i suppose inspiration for welcome matt was um one of the xanth books uh they had a king and and each person has some sort of magical ability just one magical ability and you know there you go so you, you go on about the stories but this one king he could speak to inanimate objects and that was his thing so he had like spies everywhere but like things would hate him like a chair would hate him or whatever um but he would always get the inside scoop from you know a mat or you know whatever anything that was not alive so a tree he couldn't talk to um and uh you know then i just thought you know it, it would be funny like if if you know man if the walls could see uh, man, we would be in big trouble, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or if uh, if the welcome mat could see, then what would that be like? You know, you would, um, you know, you'd always be running over top of it, and it would see you every single day, and it would watch you grow up, and it mm -hmm. would, you know, see everything that went on just in its little. It would maybe hear you, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And then I thought, could I write a story where you thought the mat was an old man living next door? That's what I kind of tried to do, um, but I sometimes I couldn't quite get it to work. But anyways, that's that's where the inspiration for that one came from. No, I have to say, welcome, Matt. I listened to the the first time, and then it was like, it felt like that at first. That it was just a neighbor watching, mm -hmm. and then it was like, nah, nah, there's something hidden in the language there because every time it was like, every time you talked about it, it's like your language was stepping one foot at a time and taking your yep. first step, and you kept talking about that. And I was like. Ah, sitting on I'm the porch, sitting on the porch, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I listened to it like four times, and then yeah. right at the end, right at the very end, when you get your welcome, Matt, it was like, yeah. Ah, now, now suddenly my yeah. whole perspective shifted from like yeah. here to like boof down there, and I'm looking and yeah. I'm watching this whole world and family and family. It's just ah, oh, so gorgeous, so gorgeous. Yeah, thank you, Absolutely thank you. Loved it. And it, it was it, it was like actually tough finding out how to. It was tough how to write your welcome. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to, anyways, yeah. I was trying to figure out how to say that he was her welcome, Matt, but yes. then also say you're welcome in a way that didn't sound terrible yeah. when I read it out loud. So, yeah. yeah. But, but that was it, because it, was, it was that awkwardness of, of like, what would I say if we could actually talk? What would we, oh, we're totally spoiling the story. People, yes, we just have to assume that people have listened to the story before they can yeah. listen to us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I thought it was just beautiful, beautifully delivered. And uh, in the podcast that, I've, that, that, um, that goes out, went out Tuesday, if, if this is now the Friday, so it's already out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the links to the stories are in the show notes of this one as well. Amazing. So you'll get everything from one place. Um, it is one I found. I just had to listen to get the perspective right. I had to listen two, three, and then four times. And then suddenly when you realize who the narrator is, it becomes a different story. I love that kind of story. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, it's like a sixth sense. They, they, yes. you know, it, they basically get your money twice. 
you, you know, do. You, you, do. you watch you it do. and then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm going to go back and watch that again. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I know. No, that has to be the biggest spoiler alert movie of all time. Oh, Six cents. If nobody, if somebody hasn't seen it, well, then they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see, he sees dead people. He does. He does. Oh, now you see, damn it. So what else are you working on? What are you doing? Um, yeah, it's tough. I, I, uh, you know, you had on a, a great uh, storyteller last month, um, which was excellent for me because I've been really procrastinating uh, with COVID. You would think, you would think that you'd be like, you're stuck indoors. So what you should be what doing is do? working. Yeah. Um, but no, it's not the way it works for me. Uh, so <laughs> um, right now what I'm working on, um, Adrian and I uh, are working in post-production on our third film. Um, it is called Shifted. Uh, and so we are working hard to get that out the door this year. Um, and um, we have written a couple other scripts Mm-hmm. which uh, need polishing. Mm-hmm. And so that is my next uh, thing. We have okay. a script called The Glade. And um, that is what I am diving back into shortly after uh, this. And um, and getting it ready to to really think about whether or not we can shoot it next year. So we'll What's see. The Glade about? I And then I want to go back and talk. You can tell me about oh, trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the glade uh no i can tell you i can tell you it's um the story of the glade is that uh a family is kind of grieving over the death of uh a mother slash wife so a father and his three daughters uh go camping this is something they did frequently um through the years when the ki- when the girls were younger now they're all grown up and and they've recently lost their mom in a car accident and so they're heading camping again to kind of bond the family together and you know mm-hmm. um go through the healing process and um they get to the campsite i'm not going to give too much away but they get to the campsite and uh are suddenly confronted with some monsters mm-hmm. uh which they run away from immediately and they run into a glade uh, which is essentially a large clearing surrounded by forest and uh, the monsters cannot enter the glade Mm -hmm. and uh, there is nothing in the glade for them so they don't have any tools or any um, you know tents or any food Um, and the four of them plus their boyfriends and husbands are stuck in this clearing uh with monsters all around they cannot safe, enter the forest can't. and they yeah, won't be safe exactly yeah. yeah so this is where we are so it's it's a very uh it's a again it's a character piece because we're mm-hmm. learning a lot about the different characters um as they go through this um you know kind of nightmare and uh it's also a little bit of a horror, a little bit of an adventure, um, and like it's pretty, it. pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So it's pretty good. It's got some really cool lore. Yeah. Creatures uh, are very interesting, um, uh-huh. and uh, there's a yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil. Stop it! No, it's no, pretty no, exciting. No, very sensitive part of the movie old making process. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Now talk to me about shifted. I had a WeChat with Adrian about it, and tell me about the process of shifted because they, they changed from what I understand. Tell me a little bit about mm. shifted. Shifted is, shifted is has been really interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting ride. 
we really wanted to make another film. So uh, we had finished Bickerman's Grove in 2016, around there. We uh, had worked on a, a pretty big project together called Postman, which, um, you know, we continue to try to work it, but we were, we were, we, we shot a, um, some short films and stuff like that. And we really wanted to get back into making another film. And so we decided that we were going to, uh, no matter what, we were going to shoot a movie over the wintertime. We we're going to get a bunch of people and we we're going to put them in a house and we we're going to do something. Um, that was the idea. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we went into it with very little planning. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So um, originally, we, uh, we the, originally the story was completely different. We were actually going to do uh, a movie about a funeral. Like every, the whole family comes to a house after the funeral and mm -hmm. to like pick up stuff and whatever. And basically the shenanigans that go on inside of a house it was going to be a comedy. Um, but then we started to say, say uh, well, we've got the we've got the house, and it's going to be in the winter time. What if we uh, put a group of people in a house and there were monsters outside the house? Again, mm -hmm. this guys love these monsters. It's a common theme right now. <laughs> um, but but the idea is a single a single sort of location, right? So mm -hmm. you you put a bunch of people in a house. There's monsters outside, and then what we said was people inside the house would start to die. There's a killer inside the house. So we were going to make a our version of Murder on the Orient Express, yes. right? Where we've got a murder mystery inside mm -hmm. of a monster movie, yes. um, which, which we were very excited about. So we started to cast right away because <laughs> we were going to just go for it, which is so dumb. Um, <laughs> but um, we're not very bright sometimes, uh, uh, you know. Hey, but, the uh, best stuff comes out of not being very bright. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope so. So, um, so we started to cast and we, we built this world and we started to tell people, it's very exciting. Everybody's going to have to ad lib, right? Mm -hmm. Get ready to do some serious uh, improv, you know? Um, but as we went, we were like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to build a script that's not 90 pages, it's 40 pages. And it just has the scenes. Right. What are the scenes? It, uh, the st story has to start here. You guys are going to improv, and then it's going to end here for the next sequence. And we don't care what you say, but well, while we're writing it, well, we might as well let's throw in a couple lines. And you know, oh, okay, oh, that's pretty good. Okay, we're going to keep working on. And um, so we we got to shooting time, and uh, we probably had about. 70 pages actually we had really written quite quite a bit mm -hmm. and as we started we realized how difficult it was to improv yeah. a movie like this we we kind of began and because um we did get you know it was it was excellent everyone that we got uh, to act were, were great mm -hmm. um but sometimes you if you don't have a line to say and you can't think of something really witty at the moment you might just kind of stand yeah. back and you know yeah hope that somebody else is gonna you know uh yeah. whatever and so and so the first couple scenes we were like mm, okay let's try to you know by the time we're gonna do this scene we're gonna do this scene and by tomorrow don't worry we're gonna write some dialogue and we're gonna we're gonna you know keep going yeah. so i think within the the first uh two-week period that we shot uh i think Adrian was, we would finish the day, 
we would have a beer and then Adrian would be furiously writing more and more and more. This wasn't, this wasn't me. Uh, you know, I wasn't the one writing. So, you know, I'm, uh, the, the, what we did with the glade was really mm -hmm. cool. We, we took a, uh, we did a writer's retreat. Oh, uh, and so we so took, good. we took three days and we, we drove pretty far away. And while we were driving with, this was a brand new concept while we were driving, we, just brainstormed and brainstormed and brainstormed. And by the time we landed at our little Airbnb, we were already uh, starting to write scenes on cards uh, to lay them out. And the second day we, all day long, we wrote on cards and we got them, we got the whole movie down. And then we, oh, my, four days, I guess then, because we do this, this thing, Adrian's probably talked about it called story time, where we, um, once we have what we think is a full movie, um, and it can just be just the basics, no dialogue. We will record and and try to talk through the story, because if it's not a complete tale, you it's impossible to get all the way through. And you will you'll be like, oh, stumble. You'll stop and you'll be like, oh, okay, that doesn't make any sense. How do, how does that work? Whatever. Then we stop and we try to fix it. And so we I did the first story time because uh, we knew it was broken. So as we went, I we fix it fix it fix it fix it and then he did the second one by the time we did the second one we were like okay that's pretty good mm -hmm. so then we started writing that second day and then we would each just take cards because we knew what the scenes were mm -hmm. so we had we had kind of broken them down more and fixed each scene we'd redone the cards and then we we just take scenes and then we just start writing and then we jam everything together we wrote furious for like maybe a day and a half to two days music blaring lots of alcohol sorry everyone and uh junk food and <laughs> and uh just went crazy and by the end of the three or four day window we went from absolutely nothing to like a 66 page script i think Brilliant. and and it's pretty close it, it's a full story but it needs still needs some and that's why we're gonna go back at this point and, and fix but um but for shifted um yeah, it was like a it was like a massaging work in process that mm. that wasn't really a complete blueprint before we started so that was kind of a no-no um but we shot uh we wrapped up in about two weeks we did bring some people back the following year for a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. um and then what happened was uh we were very lucky we we were actually um we got a, a deal to make two documentary series um, about Muay Thai, the combat sport. Um, Love that. I'm going to put a link to all of that in the show notes. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. So we, we actually got a, a deal to work with a, one of our um, television you know, stations in, in uh, Canada here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were able to make a season one, do all the editing, work pretty hard on that. And then we got back to shifted and then they said, well, we'd like you to do a season two. Mm. And of course, you know, this, this is tough because people, people did are expecting shifted. We do have investors for shifted. So, you know, we, we are trying to push for that, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, trying to grow the company and find the next opportunities and trying to yeah. do all those things. And, and we were able to very uh, um, lucky to get, uh, those two seasons of that show and so we just wrapped up second season the second season of art of eight limbs uh, which is our our muay thai doc uh came out um and so we're deep deep into shifted again mm -hmm. um and uh yeah so anyways we're uh, we're working very hard so sh with shifted we actually uh this last this week 
uh, or last week, we watched the first rough cut. So we have a full movie. Um, ah, so we're pretty excited. Come on, and, private screening. Um, when are we going to see yes. this? Well, no, it'll still be a while. It'll still oh. be a little while. Um, but yes, it's, uh, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's a full movie. We have lots of work to do, but it's going to be pretty great. That's gonna be the performances amazing. are amazing. I had actually forgotten some of the great lines we wrote. So I was yeah. pretty, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, uh, so anyways, your brother is hard at work. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think that is the magic when I'm listening to you talking about your different films. It's almost like the process of creating it has been different for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, and is that just because you're kind of working out how you go or because every story just needs a different process, full stop? Well, it, I think it depends. Um, we're working on another one. Like we, we, have a lot, we have a lot of projects in the go. And um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what is going to be the thing. Um, maybe it won't be one thing that, that mm. kind of gets us there. Um, but what our dream is, is to make television or movies for big mm -hmm. studios and uh, whether, whether it's we are working on our own stuff and creating these huge worlds or whether it's we're the writing team behind passing it off to someone that then goes mm -hmm. and, and builds it. It doesn't necessarily matter to us, but we're, we're trying to get into that world more and more. And um, so, uh, you know, there's another uh, single location uh, drama that we're writing and uh, I won't talk too much about this one, but uh, Adrian and I have talked about it a lot. We plotted it a lot. And there's a lot of discussion in this one. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's a, a movie that's full of discussion is mm -hmm. tricky to write. Um, but Adrian is taking the first pretty full crack at like building the story out. And, uh, and then at some point we'll get together and so we did a lot of the brainstorming together. I'm sure there's more brainstorming that's been going on as he's been creating the world um, and trying to write it. But then at some point we'll come back together and we'll work through it and we'll work through it and try to try to get it as tight as possible. Um, for me, I tend to not be the person that writes the whole thing. I tend to be the uh, idea guy i guess yeah. if that sounds terrible uh i tend to c come up with a lot of like for. yeah i tend to come up with a lot of like this would be a really cool concept and then we you know we start to talk about it and break it down and build more and more and more and more and uh yeah i mean ideas the thing about ideas is they they are literally a dime a dozen i know it sounds terrible but yeah. you know if if we had the proverbial nickel for everybody. Every time somebody said, I have a great idea for a movie, you know, an idea, it just, it's great, but so much work goes into crafting a, an entire novel or entire script. And then to take that script and go to, go to camera and all the work that goes in and you're, you're two and a half years of your life. So um, gotta make sure if, the idea if is I'm going to, yeah, and if I'm going to take your idea, yeah. it better be so much better than my idea, yeah. um, because I've got a lot of good ideas too, and I don't have to pay you for them. So you yeah. know, there's it's a funny, <laughs> it's a funny sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing it, is, if you're using your own idea, then you're not having to talk through with somebody else how you want to change it. 
because suddenly yeah. people are very yeah. precious about their ideas and yeah. it's like dude your idea oh, yeah. is like a freaking sentence we're yeah. trying to make this I, thing out of yeah. nah -uh. so I, understand I don't that. mind i don't mind uh, killing your babies i think is the uh yeah, kill your darlings, uh, kill your babies. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> it's a Stephen. It's a Stephen King quote. He's uh, <laughs> he's one of my faves as well. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was. I think uh, when have you heard of um, Gordon Corman? Yes. Oh, yes. You don't have to show notes that guy. But when I was really young, we had Gordon Corman was big in Canada. You know, you we would have. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure people know about this, but. Uh, we had something called Scholastic, and uh, so you know, in in public school, we you know, this is before the internet, before anything, and and we would have uh, like this paper that would come home with all these fancy books on it, and you would check off the books that you wanted, and you'd beg your parents for like twenty five bucks or twenty bucks, and you would get to go and buy two books and like a poster of a Lamborghini or something like that. <laughs> um, or like a bikini girl if you know if you're in grade eight and uh and uh so then you know but gordon corman was kind of a favorite back then he had like you know high school kids and you know stuff like that and, and it was just kind of fun to listen to but uh yeah i think by the time i was 12 years old uh i was given my first stephen king book and uh, i was so pretty young age to get stephen pretty king. young for that yeah, yeah. but uh, but i got the gunslinger uh, -huh. uh the first a book of the dark tower series and uh my life was really changed after that you know my reading tastes and kind of what i got into and yeah. and i was always a movies kid as well so i watched a lot of movies and i i think that my kind of dark you know my my storytelling style or my what i want from movies a adrian tells movies and and you when i listen to your stuff you guys have like substance like imagery uh you know uh, uh, uh lessons mm -hmm. i'm like i want explosions and like chases and <laughs> you know, murder what murder, murder most for. foul like terrible stuff and, <laughs> and uh so that's kind of where i live but and mm -hmm. i i kind of attribute that to like um you know my parents split up when i was very young and then I had a particular stepdad who really did not care. Uh, well, okay, I don't say he didn't care, but he was at an age where he would probably want to show, he wanted to take part in things that were maybe a little bit too old for me, if that makes oh, sense. You know? okay, you so he would be like, he'd be like oh, you need to watch the, it would be like me showing you know, my 12 year old Game of Thrones or something like that. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, you gotta watch this amazing <laughs> movie. And I'd be watching it, I'd be like. Oh, daddy, what's that about? You know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I got, I got to watch a lot of movies that you know, my peer group didn't watch. And I read mm. a lot of books that my peer group did not read. And, and that kind of shaped maybe my style or who, who I am. And, and you know, I definitely tried to uh to do it in welcome Mac. Uh, that's not my normal sort of tale i i strayed from the norm i'm glad you did i just love that i love it so in which case then the next time you come on to waffle free i'm gonna want your norm A oh well, big old gunslinging <laughs> so, somebody will die People somebody will die, will die. <laughs> yeah for sure 100%. but now i'm not talking about somebody will die but something about because the hunts hunting huntsville muse huntsville muse mm. 
Well, that was your. You brother. guys won an that award was, for that one. Yeah, we we got a couple. I mean, we uh, we we well, we got the award we got was a uh, uh, best romantic short film. Um, but that that one that one really was was your brother. He I think he read, I want to say like a a raw doll story which inspired him to write that one and uh and really i helped produce that one so that was not my writing at all um but my sort of my thing is that i don't really have the talent um that's (laughs) that's where i that's where i land with most of my like i love to watch movies i have probably watched more movies uh than anybody that i know um, you know, and, uh, I would say there's probably a handful of people that have read, read more, uh, fiction books than I have, mm-hmm. but I've definitely read a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And so I love taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never able to really give it back. Um, you know, I tried, I tried a number of times. I've tried writing things mm-hmm. and, um, I tried making my own little short films and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, a couple times failed spectacularly. And uh, I kind of call that my film school. <laughs> and, um, and uh, but I never went to film school or anything like that. I, I kind of went right into the kind of tech, computer tech workforce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but always had the kind of dream and drive. And, and so what I started to do was help other people. And that was kind of my thing. So I would find people, whether it was on Facebook or other kind of social places and somebody that wanted to, to make something else. And I would come along and help however I could. And that was, yeah. that was my thing. And that's how I met, met your brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, it's like, um, you know, bringing all the people, bringing all the stuff, paying attention to everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and then on top of that, because I kind of, I always feel like I have a lot of, I'm like an ideas person. And I know that sounds so cliche, um, but, you know, somebody might craft and work and work on something and, and we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. I'm like, I would maybe, I love it. I, you know, I would put, take this piece and I would put it over here because then when you're watching it, then this is going to happen. Or, you know, I, what do you think? Have you thought about this idea or whatever? And I'll get excited and help them make it into something. What I, I hope is better. And, yeah. and, um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I just help people create their thing. And, and I've been very lucky, uh, been very lucky to work with, uh, with Adrian and Fable Forest and, uh, and, uh, I really feel like, you know, we're going to, we're going to have some hits. I think so. I think so. But the thing that you do is a powerful, powerful skill because when Mm -hmm. you're working on especially a big project, it is so natural to get lost in the weeds and truly and honestly not see what is out there. In fact, it would be, I think it's only now after many, many years, taking a long time that I am working with a writing coach who hmm. chapter by chapter is looking at it from a reader's perspective. Yeah. Cause he's saying he's not going to fix the words. He's not going to fix anything, but yeah. me as a reader and somebody who like, so you as a film goer, as a reader, as an experiencer of the end product will see yeah. things that the writer on the artist on the inside just doesn't because it's like, Oh my God, I love this character so much. And they're going to play the scene and this is what's going to happen. And you're going, no, by now I'm sorry, the audience is sound asleep. But if you did yeah. this, 
an incredibly yeah. valuable skill. And to get well, the partnership between doing something that you do exactly like that, and then somebody who's creating the art on this side who can talk to each other without wanting to kill each other and get possessive about yeah. and precious about their ideas, yeah. that partnership is gold. Yeah, we try not to. We try not to. Adrian, he, he leans more towards the artistic side and and he all he really wants to tell a story behind a story and i lean more towards explosions and we we try to like meet in the center and like make something that's you know um pretty fun and interesting but also like has some really great great moments and some creative decisions which uh people will really really enjoy and i think that makes our team pretty cool I think sure. it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But then I think I've told Adrian this before. And there was a piece of advice. I don't even know whether I read it or whether I picked it up or somewhere else. I, don't, I cannot remember where I got it. Mm. Where, where this guy, whoever it was, I don't know who it was, said, if you want to deliver a message, you use UPS. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like every yeah. time I get too messagey, I go, oh, back off, back off. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. your aim is to entertain. And if... Yeah there's a little bit of something, something that sneaks in there. You know, yeah. I think, th- I think the goal of whether it's a short story or a novel or a movie or something like that is if then once people have watched it and enjoyed it, they can get together uh. and have a meaningful conversation about it. Job done. Whether that yes. meaningful conversation is, it is, is like, I love how that guy died. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's well, it. That I will tell you, I will tell you, I, you now, I don't know if you're a horror fan at all, but have you heard of the film It Follows? No. Okay. I'll tell you why I struggle. I'll give you just one thing. My, you know, you're talking about early exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I must have been about 11 or 12. And uh, watched a movie that I should not have watched because I cannot watch a horror movie without literally freaking myself was called blind terror and it was about a blind never heard of it locked in a house middle of nowhere and this sociopath guy yeah coming in and literally just terrorizing her and this end oh scene is at night where she feels like that's it she's got the advantage all the lights are off da, 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 da. and she has hidden in what she thinks is i, I don't know a cupboard or something like that but it is a fridge that is not working, but the light right. works. And she is hiding in this perfect hiding place. The light is on. And the sociopath is coming through the house. And it's like, it tore oh me my apart. God. Horror wow. movies, I have to get very brave. Tell me about this yes. one. Oh my God. Okay, go, go, go. Well, it's just, it's just that when I watched this movie, I couldn't stop talking about it. And that's kind of that's sort of what what we're talking about you know where where like the the mythology and the and this i mean it's not particularly amazing it's it's probably a relatively low budget movie made by and it's got a bunch of like you know younger kind of people in it and stuff like that but the story is that i won't give it away but essentially this creature follows you and it's very slow it's very slow you can literally just walk 10 feet out of its reach and keep and walking okay. and it won't get you but it will never stop following you right so it you can't fo- stop 
you it follows stop. you. That's correct. Now oh. you could you could drive from like I don't know wherever you are to France, and you might get like a couple days where you're you don't have to worry about it sick. because it's slow. But it will get to France and it will find you, and you'll have to move again. Literally, I so can feel my back out. It 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 is. It, but now, but then the other thing is, is that you can give it to somebody else. So oh, you're evil. Yeah, kind oh. of right. But some at some point you get to the point where you're like, I can't take it anymore. I can't. I cannot be the one that has to carry this burden. And so it's time to pass it on. And uh, it, just when you watch this movie, man, we argued about the what you would do, what how, what the rules were, what would happen, and it's just so excellent. Uh, I I loved it. I love it to death. And so it would that would get into the whole moral. I'm just going to put this in the show notes as well. It gets into the whole moral dilemma about who do you give this to. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, somebody who can handle it that you know and and love and trust, or somebody that you just like. I want to get rid of that. What happens? But then the story of like, what happens when the monster does the monster ever get anybody? What happens? And then it, who part does it come back to the person? It does. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so if it if it gets the guy that you gave it to, it comes back to you. So oh, you you, no. you want it? You almost want it to like pass it around a couple more times. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's excellent. Um, and then it really just it just gets you thinking about it, you know. And that, and that, and to me, that's that's a story. And it didn't matter that it was kind of low budget, and it didn't matter that it didn't have anybody that you knew. But I think it it really struck a chord with with you know the war the horror world, I guess, because it was just such a great story, you know. That's and, it. And so basic. So basic. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna get brave and watch that one. It's fun. I mean, get your dogs. Get your husband. Get my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. That's just a, That's they just fart in the right place, and suddenly, oh, distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breaks yeah. the spell. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how do we find out more about what you guys are up to? It's just about Fable Force films and the Fable Force. So I'll send you. I'll send you those. I'll send you those. Uh, those links or tags or whatever and uh yeah because really i want i want people to follow you know everything that we do you know we we used to actually have movie pages so we would have a store we would have a uh, a facebook page and a website specifically for one of our projects and we shut all of that down now everything is one facebook one twitter one website and everybody comes to that and it's got all the all the stuff. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'll put yeah. that in a whole bunch of I will. I will get it all for you. I will Brilliant. get it all for you. Brilliant. So that'll go out. So you, you might, you might, you might really want to get news about uh, the upcoming horror movie or the, the stories that we're writing too bad. You're going to get some Muay Thai documentary stuff. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then exactly. we're going to get a bunch of fighters. We're going to get a bunch of fighters that are following along because they want to see, you know, their Muay Thai stuff too bad. I'm going to tell you a, st- a love story. <laughs> so that's everything kind what it of. is is, 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 is you're, you're you're creating the renaissance man that's it if you're coming that's to right. your site you're getting something of everything that's right <laughs> you just gotta just love us and uh look at exactly. look at what we're up to and that's it yeah good good no we'll share that i will that's get all great. that for sure so so no no i'm really it's 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 I, I love that I'm getting the other half of the story because of course I spoke to Adrian because every month we're trying on Waffle Free to get a different guest. Yeah. And uh, last yeah. month, Adrian, and then you're like the, 
the other half. In fact, you know what? I think I might actually put the links to that one as well so that people can get the whole story. Oh, oh, that was a wild one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. just insane. Yeah. yeah. No, it was great. And and the thing is, you know, you, you guys, you guys are a lot of like, you, you know, yeah, and a very creative and, uh, and really hard workers. And I, I think this, this is, this is great. Like, like Adrian does this thing where um, he breaks down his day, you know, and he, yeah. he will go, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to edit for, I'm going to edit shifted uh, for 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 an hour and then i'm going to move on i'm going to work on art of eight limbs for an hour because i'm then i'm going to get bored and then i'm going to spend 30 minutes uh reading and then i'm going to spend an hour uh on this uh the new script we're writing and then i'm going to go play with the girls and i'm going to do it blah 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 blah. and i'm like i'm the complete opposite i'm like i'm going to do nothing (laughs) and then and then right when you need something uh, hours before you know, that's when the magic happens. And then you, you will, see? yeah. It's like crazy. I wrote, I wrote the old man's final act uh, in, so the way I wrote that one, the actual way I wrote it was um, I took a drive to my dad's house who lives about an hour, and hour and a half or so to visit him. And while I drove, I put on this app that I have, which is just a recording, a voice recording app. But the voice recording app automatically transcribes everything that I say right away, like instantly. So is it as accurate? I drove, What's the name of that app? perfect. It's, it, well, it's only for the Google Pixel uh, oh. uh, phone, uh, but it's just called Recorder for Google. Okay. Um, but it is, it is 100% accurate and awesome. So as I drive for an hour and a half, all I did was I started talking and I started talking. And I was like, and then maybe we could have a guy that's a cow. And then maybe we could have this guy who's got the really long arm from that idea that I had. And he loves to tap people on the shoulder from across the room. And then this guy, you know, he, we got the battle bots and we got this and this and this. And, you know, I started talking about, you know, oh, okay, he's going to meet the cowboy. The cowboy is the first ever. Oh, and and in my original story, I actually, t- uh, this is the old man's final act again, but I actually uh, created this whole world where I told the story of how we are, we first put human consciousness uh, into the internet and we mm-hmm. broke the internet. And so we actually I had to, that. we actually had to go and turn off all of the world's internet and then rebuild it from scratch because we had put a consciousness inside there that took over and broke everything. So we actually went through a number of years of dark Mm -hmm. uh, where the world didn't talk to each other at all. And then we had to rebuild. And that's why if you read the story, uh, there's this, it's called the connect with a big O and that was Mm -hmm. another company that came in and filled the gap of the internet. And anyways, blah, blah, blah. So as I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. By the time I got home, I saved the transcription. I sent it to myself and I had 1600 words. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was entering it into this this contest and it had to be 2,500 words or less. So I I took it all, I massaged it. And I think I started working at like seven and I finished by 1 a.m. And that was it. That's the story. So like I say, I am like you the ultimate procrastinator. Yes, I need a deadline. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes from Stephen King was something like, um, amateurs wait around for inspiration and the rest of us just go to work and yes. that's that's really where i want to be where i want to be is get up early every day read the newspaper start writing move on to the next thing move on to the next thing 
it, uh, you know, it's never been able to work for me to this point, but I still have aspirations to be productive. Or accept that that is how you make your magic. Yeah, I've kind of accepted If you regimented your day, you might yeah. just suddenly find you're not doing what you should be doing. Nothing, no, nothing's clicking. So no. Well, listen, thank you, for, thank you for, thank uh, you for, you know, uh, allowing my procrastination, but I do... <laughs> I always aspire to be, I aspire to eat better. I aspire to exercise. I aspire to write every day. Um, there you go. We'll see. Well, well see. I don't know. You're just going to have to write another one. I tell you what, anytime I feel like you're slipping, it's like, right, you're on Waffle Free next week. I need a story. I mean, that I can do. That's, there not, you go. that's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, it just might be garbage. That's all. I, when I write, it doesn't, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? True. I think that's just it though. But if you keep... If you keep writing every day with the aim of publishing what you're writing, yeah. then you, you work with a different mindset. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, is. for sure. And I actually, I read out loud everything that I write. So that's yep. another thing. I don't yep. know if everybody does that. Um, in fact, I know not everybody does that because mm -hmm. I proofread a lot of other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. Everyone, if you're going to write, you should read your stuff out loud because <laughs> most of the time it does not make sense. And you're like, oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, I said thought three times in the last two sentences. I need yeah. to come up with another word here. Yeah, um, yeah that's another yeah. tip. From you know, if you can't get somebody to read it out loud, or if you are still, because still your brain will fill in and not notice. There are, I, I use, it's called text to, text to speech, text to speech. It's just a web app. Yep. And when a machine reads back to you, it doesn't miss out a single letter. That sounds terrible. And so if there's a weird little S, it's like, oh, typo. <laughs> You hear yeah. it instantly. Yeah. It is an incredible editing tool. It's just yeah. fantastic. It's just there yeah. on the web. I do think, I think that I've gotten pretty good at proofreading yeah. uh, over the years. Um, I, yeah, I think I, I'm, I don't know if I pride myself in it exactly, but I do, I do tend to catch a lot of mistakes that way. Yeah. No, I have to use text to speech and then yeah. Grammarly and oh. pro writing aid as well. Yeah, Grammarly. I like that one. I like I Grammarly. Like Grammarly. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. amazing. And so what are you doing outside of the Waffle Free? Outside of Waffle Free, we I'm have- I'm interviewing you now. Hey, oh, <laughs> outside of Waffle Free, we have Poor Taco coming soon, finally. Oh my God. This is a novel I have been thinking about probably for about six, seven years. And I finally have an outline cracked but it's kind of loose outline because i've tried the panster writing i've tried hardcore outline nice little blend where i kind of know where i want to go it's a little like shifted you've got the chapters which is not the detail happens in between yeah so i start writing that in september i want the first draft finished by the end of the year yeah and then i'm looking for a home for that one so I'll be looking for a publisher for that one. And uh, I can't, I'm, I'm loving this stuff, but I can't tell you a thing about it. I just can't. And what's it called? What, what was the title again? It's called Pot, Poor Talker is the series. And this Poor particular talk? one is called The Life and Deaths of Harry Blunt. Harry Blunt is our hero. Amazing. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, that I want finished by the end of the year. That's, that's, part, of, mm. that's part of the plan. <laughs> it's like it, it's like Harry Potter, but with 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 uh, cannabis. <laughs> no, but I'll what grew what grew in Harry's Potter? Pots what and grew in and no. You're welcome. Yeah, it's really good. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I'm gonna have to check. Mm. 
Now, Harry Blunt, Harry, as if people, uh, hmm, Harry's a difficult name now. As soon as you name Mary Carrick's a Harry, yeah. Harry Blunt is the opposite of Harry Potter. I mean, the two very. characters, of course, are never the two. One but is a loser and one is Harry, very high. Oh, damn. <laughs> Dude, seriously, uh, I can't go change my character's name. <laughs> no, you can't change your character. Harry Blunt's fine. It's fine. Harry Nobody's going to confuse him with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. He's an accountant, this guy, man. Damn it. <laughs> Harry Potter is, uh, you know, oh, man, we don't want to get into controversies. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Why is your story? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't want to say poor J.K. Rowling. She's not poor. I mean, no, I want, not at all. I want, no. I want to meet her in a bad way. Yeah. She's probably amazing. Uh, honestly, novels, I, I don't understand them. I don't. I like, I can, short stories, I get. Yeah. Scripts, I understand. Novels, I don't understand. I, it's just, I love to read them. I love to Writing read them, but story. I cannot, I don't understand. Uh, so okay. congratulations. Keep, oh, go, 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 well, go, 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 go. Yeah, we, we just want this one out. We want this one. This, this one, I, this one is my, you know, sometimes there are just stories that where you, you get an issue that that is the one of all the people on the planet, that is the one I'm supposed to be writing. Mm. So I actually don't care what it takes to get this one through mm -hmm. port harker's getting out there it amazing very well that's where we're at with shifted we always get to a point where we say uh now it has to get out there yes it still yes. has to be good it has to be good but Ooh, uh, it's it's naturally. time to it's time yeah. to get it out and get it done now you so, do have, so do you have a date do you have a date for shifted hell no hell no <laughs> can't 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 have it can't have a date just yet there's a couple pieces i mean i would like we would both we would all like to see it by the end of the year end of the year okay yeah yeah we'll see is it a christmas yeah, we'll type we'll movie or just there's some things there's some things no there's monsters and murders but it oh, is true. snowing yes, it's, it's it like, is hey, snowing. Like christmas tree in a corner and then oh it's a christmas movie <laughs> yes it is snowing oh there you, you go <laughs> originally originally actually uh one of our characters named william winter mm -hmm. and the original name for the movie was winter wonderland uh, -huh. uh but we changed it to shifted shifted shifted's a yeah. good title yeah that's yeah. a very good title yeah. yeah and it is a trilogy so you know if oh, everybody fantastic. likes it we already know where the next two movies go so if if it if it hits yes. and uh you know there's a there's some interest enough and there's there's dollar bills to to make the thing happen then yeah. there's a number two bring and your a number investors three. along we're in yes yes <laughs> brilliant yes. perfect oh my gosh i mean we, I, I could just chat you see i think i, I want to say i could just waffle with you forever and then i go no that's the name of the thing but it is it is i just wanna... <laughs> well i will say i will say that uh, we see i always assumed that you listened to adrian and i talk and that's why you named your show waffle free because you were <laughs> Because it's an you're, antidote you're to you guys. Yeah, you're just mad. No, you're I like, just love man, your why are these guys? These guys are talking for three hours about nothing. I yeah. know. No, I love the fact that you start yours cracking a beer, and then another one, and then another one is like, okay, I can see yeah. where this is going. And yes, then suddenly, randomly, you press, you press stop. We're trying to rein it in. We're trying to rein it in oh, and be shorter in. these days. Yeah. Uh -huh. the last, the last whole bunch we've either done, we've done uh, like an hour if we have a guest. And okay. if we don't have a guest, we try to keep it 30 minutes. We've even talked about doing some minute quick updates. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, and only if we have a guest do we go long. So right. trying to keep, trying to rein it in a bit. That's Those three-hour podcasts, by the time you get to the end, uh, and we're very uh, 
full of the drink and silly. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. People deserve a free DVD or something like that. I think they probably do. It's like, get yeah. to the end of this and win a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be my t-shirt because we don't have any t-shirts. <laughs> so, And it is, it is on YouTube, so you'll see it when I take my shirt off and then that's the one you get uh, but uh, oh, yeah. really if i stumble onto a thing thing oh do oh, it oh boy oh yeah. next show that's what i'm expecting yeah. <laughs> you're welcome everyone no. uh, that's brilliant. Well, well thanks thanks very much for the chat i really i love what you're doing i love it i love it and like i said you you know seeing seeing how adrian works and seeing how you work you guys uh you know your creativity uh is getting out there and I hope that more and more people latch onto it and, and we love uh, sh sharing your stuff. And, and I've, I've gotten, I think four more people subscribe to your podcast because I keep Thank telling them to, to do it. And, uh, and I think it's, it's amazing what you're doing. Oh, so brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Cause it is, it's like, like your, with your movies as well, I guess, you know, you do the stuff, you do yeah. the stuff and then you just hope it's like, and, and <gasps> yeah, yeah. Put it out in the world and just see. Yeah. What you just keep going. Okay. All right. Oh thanks, man, thanks I kind so of much. feel that we're gonna have to the the the, the team of us are gonna have to do a, yeah. just a project at some point. I don't know what it is or when it's gonna happen, but I can feel it coming. Well, I have to say, after that we rambled in the most manic, <laughs> weird, and random way. So, oh my goodness, we're gonna get Jason Green back, and we're gonna get Adrian back, and we're gonna have to chat with those two guys at the same time. So that's it from Waffle Free Storytelling for today. Thank you so much, Jason, for sending in your stories and for taking part. That was really amazing to find out what you guys are all up to. So, people, uh, and there's a little bit at the end here of how this random interview actually started. And I'll leave you with that and have a spectacular week. And I will see you next week for a whole lot more Waffle Free Storytelling. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Wait a second, wait a second. You edit the interview? No. Oh. Hell no. So are we are we doing it right now? This the, Everything nah, I say right nah, now? I will, the only edits I will do is I'll take out... No, correction when I say no. I'll take out this bloody, bloody, black front bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to put this... See, you're, you're already... You're already better than Adrian and I because we just press the button and it's go time. You know? <laughs> there you it's go. just going to be terrible. I love it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. I love it. <laughs> no, it's so good. So I'll, I'll say like, just you know, um, 